Welcome to the Swift Hour. I'm your host, Keisha Berry, and this is your invitation to learn with us on the go. This is a podcast where we share best practices, industry trends, insights, and thought leadership perspectives from industry-leading experts so that you can get an insider's look into making your digital transformation a success. Welcome back to the Swift Hour. Please join us as I continue my conversation with J.B. Sarazan, Senior Business Consultant and Resident Supply Chain Expert here at Lean Swift. When I was reading different articles and thinking about supply chain, I know that um, agility is really important. So I was just curious what your thoughts are about that in relation to supply chain and today. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I will not say that... Um, we don't want to be agile. It's just that mm. agility is kind of a sneaky beast. It's, oh. you know, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sometimes it's <laughs> associated with being able to react quickly to an event. Like mm-hmm. there's something that's happening. I'm agile, so I'm moving. I'm doing something. And I don't know about you, but uh, in my personal and professional experience, when you're always reacting in real time to something that's happening, uh, you're not reacting correctly. So you tend either to overreact, overreact, sorry, or mm-hmm. you just don't do anything because you don't see that coming. But as soon as it gets here, it's very close to your nose. So you just do something and you create a lot of variability. Um, and that variability is basically the absolute enemy of supply chain resilience. Oh. Okay, mm-hmm. we try to avoid and to limit and to um, to mitigate variability in supply chain. Because again, if your supply chain is perfectly streamlined, no variability anywhere, then you just need an MRP calculation and you get all your products flowing to the customer. But that's not happening. We have a lot of variability. And agility, right. if it's just to be able to react in real time very quickly, uh, then it's just bringing more viability. So that being said, mm-hmm. if you think about agility in the short-term horizon, it could be a real competitive advantage. You just need to carefully monitor it. Like before doing something, you're mm-hmm. you're agile, so you're able to make some changes to to act against an event, an external event, for instance, okay? Uh, but you need to be able to assess that impact before doing it, okay? So you basically need to say, uh, I want to do that because I have this event coming in. So I want to do that, but is it a good idea? What is right. my, what is, what is the limit to what I'm doing? Uh, what is the, what is the impact? And mm-hmm. does it do good or more harm than good? Um, so you have like quick planning systems, and this, so this short-term horizon planning system, uh, they will help you not doing changes, but assessing those changes. Mm-hmm. Not only just doing just a change in the production line or something like that, but just assess the impact of that change. So if I change my production to from one line to another, just because my line is broken, right? And yeah. I say, okay, my production, I'm going to move it to that line. That's mm-hmm. my... That's my agility. I can take that product and put it to another line. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what is what is the impact on my schedule, on my production schedule for the next few days or weeks? Because if I'm doing this, maybe I need to push back a lot of other orders because right. I'm doing this one that I need to change. So maybe it's not the best solution. And um, 
I have an example of that. Uh, you take a, a railway. We have a lot of them in France. You have a, rail, a railway between two um, two cities, okay? Okay. And you have multiple trains, okay? Now, your train is late. Your first train mm -hmm. is late, okay? It goes on the railway and then it stops, okay? Well, good, because I was running late to get that train anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. So, okay, you get that train going on the railway, okay? Mm -hmm. And it stops. It breaks, Okay, you have two options. You push that train. Okay, so very slowly, but you push that train down the railway. Okay, yeah. and every train that goes behind will have the same speed at that first as that first train, right? Because mm -hmm. they go just right behind it. So in the end, you will have all your trains that are a bit late. Right. Like an hour late. Okay. The other option would be to take that train off the rail, put it on the side. Repair it. And when there's no more train that goes on the railway, I will put back this one. The impact mm -hmm. is that that train might have 12 hours, might be 12 hours late, but the mm -hmm. other ones are on time. Oh. So what's the best solution here? You have one train that is 12 hours late, or you have 12 trains that are one hour late. That's I, a good question. It is a good question. I was like, do I have to answer it? <laughs> no, you don't, because it, it all depends on what these trains represent to, to you. Of course, right. if you're in the bad train, you want it to be late <laughs> only one hour. But from a supply chain standpoint, it mm -hmm. could be one solution or another. And it depends mm -hmm. what those trains are. I mean, if there are production orders, do you want to? It, it depends also on the requirements of your customers. Are mm -hmm. they OK with one hour with being late for one hour? Or right. no, and then I will need to have a better, I will have a better service level if I just have one train late. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So it's just about assessing those changes and those mm -hmm. th this impact that I want to make being agile. I know that I have those two possibilities, so I can do one or the other. But mm -hmm. what is the impact of doing one or the other and what's best for me? So you need to assess that before acting. Well, and then also, too, when you assess the impact soon, part of that question will be in terms of sustainability, right? They'll be taking that into the impact question as well. Oh, that's uh, yes. As we as we discussed, sustainability is is go, is coming as one of the main constraints and optimization factors uh, that we need to take into account. So it's not just is my train being late or my 12 trains are being laid. It's also about what is the most sustainable solution. It comes mm -hmm. into mind, and it's not the only factor, of course. Right. Because the best factor for sustainability is to have no train at all. Right. But it's right. not a solution. Exactly yeah. I mean, that's that's part of the optimization. It's not just taking one criteria and say this is the one that I'm optimizing. If you just want to optimize cost, just do nothing. You will have yeah. no cost. Exactly. So you want to optimize revenue as well. Right. Or you want to have service levels. So you want mm -hmm. your customer to be delivered. It's the same with sustainability. Uh, you need to find the right balance between all that. So and that's part of the that's part of the game now. Yes. Well, and also, too, when you were talking about the impact of the different trains, it's also how are your organizations and our listeners going to manage and um, 
manage, meet, exceed customer expectations. So with the impact of supply chain disruption and all of the different decisions that our customers are making in terms of their supply chain, I think something else that is just so critical is that communication piece, both how we talked about with suppliers, but with your customers to really manage and protect your customer experience. Um, so it's all very, very interesting. And I do, I appreciate your time so much. And I look forward to talking to you again in the future because I think there's so much to share with our listeners. Um, I did want to ask you something about KPIs and just, um, you know, in terms of how organizations are using KPIs, um, is there a shift in the KPIs of what organizations need to look at that are trying to remain agile with their raw materials and what they need to do to ensure that they're really using and looking at their pro product production mix in the way that they need to? So it's going to be a long answer. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> okay, let me take a deep <clears throat> breath. Okay. <laughs> no, just <sighs> okay. Um, so uh, let's let's take an example. So you take that uh, that KPI that is overall equipment efficiency. Basically, it tells you that if you have a production equipment, it should run as much time as possible. So if you have 24, if it's open 24 hours, what you want to do is that it's producing something 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Okay, you make the most out of that equipment. That's a KPI that has been used for decades okay in manufacturing companies saying mm -hmm. i want to optimize my asset and it's based on costs basically is saying i paid a lot of money for that equipment so it has to run okay i have to get back my money from that asset mm -hmm. now it makes sense from an asset perspective from a financial perspective from a cost perspective and so a lot of companies put bonuses and rewards to the production managers so that they they fill in that KPI and put it to over the top, like overall equipment efficiency to 100%. Okay. Right. Okay. That, that's great. But from a supply chain perspective, when you do that, there are some actions that you take mm -hmm. as a production manager to optimize that overall equipment efficiency that are really bad from a supply chain standpoint. Uh, for for instance, you are Thursday. Thursday, you've made four days of production, everything went well, and you don't have anything else to do for that week. You, right. You're done with your planning. You've done everything well, so it's all ready. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as your overall equipment efficiency is there, you want to make something on Friday. You want right. to, that that equipment to run on Friday. Right. So what are you going to do? You're going to take something that you need to make for next week and you're going to bring it back to your current schedule and make it on Friday. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, right? Right. Sounds good. <laughs> or you will increase your batch size of your current production saying, I will do more of that product because I don't have any changeover. I know it's it's running. My machine right. is set up correctly. So let's run more. Okay. From a supply chain standpoint, if you bring something from last, next week and you bring it to your current schedule, maybe you're going to generate a shortage on your raw material because you're consuming your raw material too soon mm. against your planning. So you don't see that when you're running that production. But maybe by doing that, you're stealing that raw material from another production order on another line that needs that same raw material today. Mm -hmm. But you're stealing it. 
right? So you're generating a disruption in your raw material. Right. If you're if you're increasing your batch size, it's even mm -hmm. worse because you're consuming raw material that was not meant to be consumed by your manufacturing order first. Mm -hmm. uh, and second, you're building your manufacturing products that you might not need at all. So is this can I is this how it's been done? Is this, so it's is right now a huge shift from that? I mean, it has been something as consultants try to fight for <laughs> and to fight against for <laughs> fight a long time fight. now, uh, because it's a shift in the way you think. It so really is. It's, it's not about making products. It's mm -hmm. about fulfilling your customer's requirements. And if at some point your customer requirements are zero, you're yeah. not going to make anything. And that's okay. That's right, better that's than doing example. something that you don't need. Right? And that's an example of being agile, right? Is sort of being prepared for what's to come, the unknown, instead of mass producing. Exactly. So you have those KPIs that are mm -hmm. those old KPIs, I would say. And okay. we have better, well, better. We have more customer service level oriented KPIs. Like uh, for that same example, if you're uh, using the planning adherence KPI, uh, mm -hmm. it, it will give you a lot, way better results in supply chain. So planning adherence is basically, here is your planning for a week. Your goal and your KPI is based on the fact that you're going to follow that that planning. Nothing yeah. more, nothing less. Right time, just in time, right, right, on, right on time, perfect. And mm -hmm. no, more, no more quantities or less quantities, just exactly what we need. That's another KPI that that's a KPI that we use in supply chain instead of overall equipment efficiency. Okay, so really looking at a new way of doing business or in terms of measurements. Um, all right, we talked a little bit about the sustainability piece, and um, I I know that organizations are going to have to take this into consideration. Um, what would you say companies need to do in terms of sustainability? Uh, first, awareness. I mm -hmm. guess a lot of companies don't even know how sustainable or non-sustainable they are. Uh, so first, there's measurement to do. And most companies don't do that yet. Uh, only some businesses where regulations already ask for it. But most companies don't have to to measure that sustainability. So they just don't do it. And that's the mm. first point you need to know. Again, knowledge is power, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, you know, you need to know, yeah. right? Like where you're uh, at. Yeah. And the way it's going to be done, and here, it, here is my crystal ball. Okay. okay. I don't know All exactly, right. but I'm, okay. <laughs> For me, sustainability is exactly, or is going to be exactly as measuring costs of your products. So first, when when you start getting costs to your mm -hmm. uh, into your company, uh, so usually most companies have that, right? But it's first you get a theoretical way, uh, calculating a standard price per item based on standard um, bill of material and so on. Okay, standard cost on your materials, standard cost on your bill of material, standard cost in your finished product, and then mm -hmm. you're going into controlling. 
right? And so you're going into details of that cost and how it's split and is it real? So you compare the real cost with the theoretical cost. Uh-huh. And you go into more in, into splitting those costs into subtypes of costs. Well, for sustainability, I think, and again, I'm, I can be wrong, but yeah, sustainability, I think, is going to be measured the same way. So at first, having like standardized uh, values for sustainability, for instance, I want to move a product from point A to point B, it's X miles. And if right. I do that by truck, it's that quantity of carbon footprint, for mm-hmm. instance. Then, So that's a first. And then you know that this product, as it's been moved from A to B to C to D and then to the customer, then the, the distribution cost in terms of sustainability is X with a theoretical value. And then we'll go into more details of those measurements. Um, so... Is it the same if it's an electric car or an electric truck or a gas truck? It's not the same in terms of sustainability, right? So Mm -hmm. what is, I have multiple choices here and maybe I will go into details and measure the real impact on the environment for that truck. Same with manufacturing, uh, importing raw material and so on. And as costs, it will be, Mm -hmm. it will go down from one company, so from your sourcing company to your company to your customer's company and so on, so that we have a stream, a chain Mm -hmm. of sustainability that is measured at all steps. That's how I think it's going to be. Now there are are multiple KPIs, so I don't know uh, if we're going to use all of them, but already there are a lot of KPIs that are out there measuring sustainability so the carbon footprint of course but you have things like supply chain like supply chain miles for instance so it's Uh exactly what i said about distribution right how many miles do you Mm -hmm. do you move your product from to to get it from a to b from a to b so it could be your company or in the future it could be from your i don't know if you think about food and beverage again i'm sorry to a (laughs) cornfields to a cornfield to mm-hmm. um, a popcorn bag in in at the movies, right? Yeah. You take that flow and from that flow, you get miles. Your corn has moved a lot of miles from the field mm-hmm. to the plants, to the transformation, to the distribution center, to the packing line, and then to the, I don't know, to the movies, right? So right. it's, <clears throat> this is supply chain mile. Uh, water footprint, water recycling rates, and so on. So you have a lot of KPIs that can be used. Of course, depends on your business, depends on the products that you're managing. Uh, but I think most of them are going to be more and more used to measure sustainability and then act on it. It's like KPIs, right? So when you get that KPI, you get a baseline, and then you try to improve that KPI. Mm-hmm. Do you I think told that- you it. I told you it could be a long answer. <laughs> you did. I, you did. I'm glad you ended on the movies and, pop, and popcorn. <laughs> but, but I, you know, I'm curious. Do you think that companies, of course, are going to be looking at this in terms of everything across their business and supply chain? But will they be using their sustainability or their changes to be more sustainable as um, a marketing uh, something that they'll market about their organization to their customers as part of their branding, do you think? 
well, it's it's already the case, right? Yeah. You already have that marketing against uh, against sustainability. So it could be just greenwashing, or it could be real right. uh, sustainability that you put into your into your company. And not only mm-hmm. supply chain. In that case, it's uh, it's way more than just supply chain. In that case, but um, yeah, it's already there. And I think uh, customers now, whether B two B or B two C. Um, we are looking at that. And Mm -hmm. if there are two solutions right now, one is more sustainable than the other, we're going to go for sustainability. And it's going to be more and more of that, even maybe if the price is higher. Mm -hmm. At some point, it's really, it's a leverage. It is, yeah. So yes, it's going to be. uh, Supply chain is might not be the first one that you put in front of your marketing uh, marketing advertisement or you know communication. Um, you might talk about your packaging, for instance, oh, it's not plastic, it's it's I don't know paper carton or something like that. We don't use plastic anymore. You get that mm-hmm. a lot already, right? Or it's recyclable or stuff like that. But supply chain is just right after that so uh and i i think at some point we'll see on the products uh you will see you will see kp uh indicators oh. like the the carbon footprint to bring that product to your uh mm-hmm. to your grocery store or stuff like that it could happen and you could see that i don't know this bottle of water and this other bottle of water um, yeah. Basically, I could drink one or the other, but mm-hmm. one is way more sustainable because it's in it's a glass bottle, for instance, or uh, just because it's it has been manufactured right right ne- next door, Local, so I yeah. don't have supply chain miles to to cover for that and so on. So it's going. I think mm-hmm. we're going to see unfinished products, uh, product that we buy as as customers we're going to see those indicators and information. I don't know how exactly. Right. Is it going uh-huh. to be a percentage? Is it going to be just a figure or an ABC uh, value mm-hmm. or whatever? But at some point, we'll get to that. Like nutrition facts that you mm-hmm. get on the product, same thing. Uh, this is something that is going to be there. We're going to see what sustainability our product is. Does you know, that make sense? Would you well, like that? Well, I know my daughter would. I was just thinking, like, I try to teach the kids about, I have children, about, you know, nutritional or sugar content in uh, nutritional labels. But I could see my daughter grabbing a product and showing me the sustainability impact if it was listed on a product. So, yeah, I think that's really interesting. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure to download the Swift Hour wherever you get your podcasts. We hope that you join us again for the Swift Hour. I'm your host, Keisha Berry. 